Hello, folks. How are you? Welcome back to episode 100. Well, not welcome back. Welcome to, I guess, episode 144. That's what happens when you're an amateur, uh, I guess, podcaster, and you do episodes probably once a week or once every two weeks. But thanks for joining us, everybody. Again, this episode is sponsored by our friends at Atmosphere Electrical, based out of Colchester County and Truro. Uh, great friends, great sponsors at the company. So uh, electrical needs, there you have it. Uh, let's get into it. We have a fantastic episode. Really excited to be joined and uh, honored to be joined by this guy. Uh, he's very well known in the mixed martial arts uh, industry. He's worldwide, uh, globally known for his interviews, uh, the work that he puts into the sport. Uh, not, uh, you know, he does lots of interviews, podcasting, vlogging. He's at the when it comes to MMA journalists in the sport, he's at, he's at the top, uh, the top of the top. And uh, I'm super happy that he's Canadian. He's also a very good uh, commentator. He commentates uh, for some uh, a good promotion on the West Coast Rise FC. Uh, put on some beautiful events in Vancouver and uh, do a great job. Hopefully they're pulling off an event in, in March. I'm not sure. We'll we'll hear about it. So uh, ours got canceled yesterday and uh, we'll finish off this podcast with my feelings on that. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's bring on Mr. James Lynch. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. And the honor's all mine, man. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. No, well, I appreciate it very much. It's been uh, years in the making and uh, I appreciate your patience and you know, you're, you're killing it, man. How's everything out in Vancouver? It's going well. It's worth the wait, isn't it? I mean, this was good that we got to connect here. I'm a big fan of the work you guys are doing, obviously, with the promotion as well. Uh, you know, I, I've said it again. You know, we got some great MMA here in Canada, and it's just unfortunate we don't have more opportunities for these fighters or more platforms. But uh, we're, we're pulling our weight, right? We're doing our part. So that, that's sort of the good thing. But thank you so much for the kind words off the top. And to answer your question, I'm doing awesome. It's uh, great to talk to you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, at the end of the day, day, James, you know, we can sit here and bitch and complain and get caught up in the negativity, but you know, and I see these people outside of our sport going, Oh, why are they complaining? But you know, at the end of the day, it's a business have to run, but I can also see other people's point of views who are saying, listen, you know, there's a lot more important things in life, right? Absolutely. I, I just think, you know, if you're, if we're, if we're doing our part, you know, whether it's, you know, in your case, putting on shows or doing podcasts, if I'm interviewing fighters, if I'm trying to give them a bit of shine, I'm, I'm cool with that. I feel like that's, uh, you know, it's needed in this sport. There needs to be more positivity, especially in this day and age, a lot of negativity going on with the pandemic. So happy to give you guys some positive stuff going on. Very true, man. Very well said too. And uh, I couldn't agree more. There's leaders in this community and, you know, it's, uh, I, I forget it sometimes myself being 40 years old that, you know, I am 40. And there's people in this industry that are 19, 20 coming into this industry. And it's so important to, as much as you can get caught up in that negative role, it's so important to kind of put that brave face on and be like, I can't be negative because these kids are looking, they're looking for opportunities and they need you to be positive. Absolutely. And by the way, 40 years young, I'm 36. So I'm not <laughs> far behind you. So, uh, which actually surprising to people. Some people think I look a lot younger. I'll take it. It's nice. all good. I can tell that to my wife. So it's, uh, it's fine by me, but, uh, no, I agree. I just, in general, a lot of the stuff I try and put out there's positive. There's a lot of negativity out there. A lot of people, I, I get it. A lot of people are, are struggling now. They have a lot of negative things going on in their life. The way they deal with that is unfortunately coming against people like me, you know, who have a platform. Yeah. So I always keep that in mind. You know, I try not to take stuff too personal, but, uh, yeah, just, Positivity, yeah, positive mm -hmm. vibes only, you know. Yeah, it is, man. You have a positive face about you too, you know. Some people in it's it's funny, James. Like it's you don't want to say all oh, looks, you know, do justice, but if someone's and I'm just guilty, like if you're sitting like this, yeah, like if you have a great smile like you, you're positive, you know, and at the end of the day, that's what people want to watch. 
Absolutely. I actually, that's something I try and get in the habit of because sometimes when you're doing so many interviews at times, your face will just, you know, you're tired. Sometimes you forget, hey, I'm on camera. Yeah. So I actually try and make a point of smiling. There are the odd times where I'll see like someone grab a screen grab from one of my interviews and I'm like this and it's like, I'm not mad. It's just like I'm tired. I do a lot of interviews, man. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. That's very, so well, let's get into that. Obviously you started in this stuff in 2008. You came out of journalism school. Um, you never kind of realized what you're going to get into combat sports, but you took it on. It's become your full career now. And how like how did you get into this kind of stuff what made the made, made you so interested well i like the research there you're 100 right yeah 2008 is when i got my start at fight network i years ago back when fight network was doing mma when they were on the forefront when they were sort of industry leaders in that yeah. in that regard um and i was very fortunate you know getting to work with the likes of mauro ronaldo john pollock john ramdean like all these great talents that are you know for the most part still in the industry ramdean i don't know what he's up to but he's one <laughs> of the best commentators out there if you haven't seen those, those tko cards uh, with mm -hmm. him doing commentary with robin black he's one of the best out there and there i think highly go. underrated so i started there um you know did my thing at fight network for a while learned a lot ended up um like i was kind of telling people the cole's notes sort of roadmap that yeah. i took but uh yeah i was working at fight network wasn't making that much money i worked there for a couple of years went to tsn that was my day job and then i did i was an editor there and then i was doing sort of fight stuff on the side actually for tsn at the time too they just they were like hey um i know you were, did some stuff for fight network would you want to do some writing and interviews for us and i said sure so sure. i did that on the side and basically for the next couple of years um i was just having like a full-time job in the television industry and then doing mma on the side and then it was like 2013 2014 i started doing the video interviews with a focus of not just ufc fighters but regional fighters canadian fighters a lot of variety there and those relationships that i built early on ended up really benefiting me later on because a lot of these fighters are in the ufc now so um it wasn't until october of 2017 I was going to be a dad for the first time. I couldn't do both. I couldn't have the full-time job and uh, mm -hmm. do this on the side. So I took the dive, um, left my full-time job at Rogers. I was working at CD City TV uh, on their digital side and uh, left that. Uh, went and worked for a bunch of different outlets. So at the time when I was working full-time, I was just with MMA Oddsbreaker and Flow Combat. I ended up working for a bunch of other outlets, including Fansided, Fightful, um, just, just a whole bunch of outlets to kind of make up what would be like a full-time salary. Fast mm -hmm. forward to May of 2019, I got hired by The Score as their senior news editor. Did that for a year and a bit. COVID hit. They got rid of my position. I'm back to freelancing. Couldn't be happier. So many cool opportunities. Super grateful, super blessed to be in this industry because it's, you know this, it's so tough to do this full time. And I've kind of made my own path where I'm probably the only guy, well, I am the only guy who's doing this full time just strictly with video content. So um, I've sort of made it work. Yeah, there's some, you know, th there's some challenges with it, but uh, I really love what I do. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a great story. And it's all, it's no different than a fighter, James, or an athlete, you know, it's like that struggle behind the scenes of getting there and the hard work, the, the different things that you have to do. And, but it's funny that you say that kind of stuff because you're so polished in what you do. And it's amazing when you, there's people who come from that video, actual professional, like TSN, Sportsnet, Rogers, whatever it happens to be that background compared to people who aren't like myself, you know, I'm just a regular guy on here. And it's funny, the difference, because like just key words that you use and, and how, like there's other guys I see do it and it's it's when it's polished, it's really done really well. And and video content is so important these days and some people still don't understand that. Well, I got kind of lucky because, um, you know, I, I started with video content and of course now everyone has to do that with yeah. the pandemic. So I had like a, you know, four or five year head start on a lot of people <laughs> in terms of trying to polish that up. But the, the big thing, and, and you know, it's like, yeah, I have a television background and I definitely, you know, did a lot of like, I, I went to university at Carleton, uh, had a communications degree, and then also did two years of television broadcasting at Algonquin College in Ottawa as well. So yes, I have the background, but honestly, it's the reps. I mean, if I didn't do as many interviews as I've done, I would not be as polished as I am today. Um, you know, I get a lot of questions from people 
people, you know, how'd you get your start? How'd you do it? To me, it's just, it's consistency. You know, mm -hmm. I never, there were never like stretches of periods of time where I was not doing content. I've always been doing that. And that I think has helped me and also just getting better and trying to, you know, reach out to people and say, Hey, you know, people that I respect, you know, people that I see doing what I want to do, I would reach out to them and say, Hey, what am I doing wrong? What are some tips you can give? You know, whether it's the production, whether it's, you know, things I do on camera, the questions I ask. So I, I think as long as you're evolving and you're being consistent with your content, you can find success in this industry. So true. Great advice. And, and like being honest with yourself is such an important skill that a lot of people Big time. really you get like, a lot of egos in this industry. You know what I mean? Like people think they got it all figured out. The second you do that, the second you're not going to get ahead. Um, I'm still mm -hmm. learning. I'm still not great at what I do. I, there's ways I need to improve. You mentioned me doing commentary. Like I have no mixed martial arts background. So for me, diving into that, it's been mm -hmm. a real, you know, real sort of work on the job th type thing. And shout out to Sabbath Fadai for giving me the opportunity. Um, you know, it, it's still something that I need to work on. So, but I like that. I like that I still have things where I get up every day and it's like, okay, this is the challenge I've got to tackle. So um, yeah, it's all about, uh, you know, evolving in, in the industry. Yeah. Growing. Well, that, that's like for me as a, as a promoter, I hate the, I hate the word promoter because everyone's always like, it's just a, I wish that we could come up with a, diff, a different name, but it's, <clears throat> I look at like those events rise or beat like BFL or anybody else. Like these are events like when they're putting on six, seven, eight pro fights, good, good pro fights, high level, good pro fights where the fighters going to the UFC next possibly. That's where I look at it. It's like, that's where we need to get to and grow and learn from all these other people who've been doing these events. And it's uh man, it's, it's like you say, if you're not, if you don't learn, you know, we, 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 I say it all the time. We have no idea what we're doing. We're just learning and growing and there's no real book or script to this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I think a big thing too, is just, is being humble. I mean, uh, you know, that last, the, the rise FC event we did in Victoria, which was Tristan Connolly was in the main event. That was his last fight before the UFC. I mean, Don Andrews and I, Don, who does the in cage uh, and arena you know, ring announcing, we were, you know, folding up chairs and putting stuff together for the event. Yeah. Like that's just how we are. It doesn't matter that we're the commentators. We it's, it's a family, it's a team effort there. And so as long as you have that mentality that you're, you know, you're just like everyone else and, and you're just, you know, I always feel that way. Like, you know, when people, you know, introduce me on shows and stuff, I just think like I'm a regular guy, like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good mindset to have. Cause if you, if you get the ego in the way, then that's when you run into problems. I've, yeah. I've always sort of had that, that uh, attitude. Yeah, it's a good, but it's leading by example, right? And you can tell, like, even when you when you kind of how how you uh, your personality, just like that's so in being humble, man. It's like we our our community is like that too out here on the East Coast. It's very much kind of help one another, and when you're there, kind of grab a chair, and you know you have you have other people that don't. But at the end of the day, it's it's a it's a tight community, and that's it's the way you're going to grow, man. So speaking of rise FC, are, are they going to move forward? Is that, is that still? Yeah. Forward? So March 13th, I'll tell you right now, they just announced it this week. I've known about this for a couple of weeks, but they obviously had to wait for all the red tape. So the main event is actually awesome. Uh, so it's going to be Elias Theodoro and Matt Dwyer um, in the main event of the rise FC card on March 13th. That's going to be in Victoria. That nice. was um, supposed to be the same. Well, it's the same night as what was supposed to be Hamza Chimaev and Leon Edwards. Uh, for those who didn't hear that fights off. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Uh, so they have that fight. They have uh, Chad and Hella, the uh, double uh, rise FC champ. He's the bantamweight and flyweight champion okay. taking on Ty Wilson out of TriStar. Um, mm -hmm. And then just a, a couple other like notable names on there as well too, but uh, really good card shaping up so far. And I'm excited to go back to the Island. I actually went to high school out there. So I uh, really oh, excited nice. to, uh, to get, get back out there. Nice. That's exciting, man. And I'm glad they're able to pull one off. It's, you know, it's the amount of red tape. That's it's, it's insane. The, so so how, tough. People have no idea how tough it is to put on a regional event. Yeah, it's really, really, especially right now, it's it's insane. So, well, that's really, really good, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And hopefully they pull it off successfully and they can keep going and, and doing them more regularly. Because I heard, uh, 
a couple other events we're looking to come back to, but we'll see. Are you you're, so you're commentating again with uh, Don? No, so uh, so well, no. Don does the in cage uh, announcing. Oh, that yes, was, that was my right. bad. That's kind of what I meant. Uh, Robin Black's actually going to be my commentary oh, partner, nice. and Robin and I go way back because we used to work at Fight Network together. So it'll be the first time Robin and I have had a chance to do commentary. I'm really excited about that. Perfect. Yeah, he's killing it too, man. It's funny. I say this all the time. I don't know what's in the water in Canada, but literally the best like, and I'm saying I'm saying it, but the mm -hmm. best like MMA media. If you put like an all star team of MMA media, it'd be all Canadian. For I agree. Real. I agree. And Robin's kind of doing the equivalent of what I'm doing, but for like the commentary side of things. So it's really cool to see what he's been able to do since leaving Fight Network. He's been killing it as well with Bellator and, you yeah. know, Lethway, and he's been doing a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. Promoting a sport, do you know, like what we're, we're all trying to do. It's awesome to see, man. So keep up what you guys are all doing. I'm a big fan. So I know we only got a couple minutes left. I, I know you're a busy, man. No we, got, we got 10 minutes. That. We're good. We yeah. can fit a lot into 10 minutes. So let's, let's do it up here. All right. So, uh, for an upcoming journalist, a, a big thing like the do nots, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people, I think I see a lot of people like they get into this game and, and they're pretty new and it's just they're shooting messages out on Instagram. And it's like, I want, I want, I want, or whatever. How, what's your advice for people that are, you know, trying to kind of get their, their self in the sport, but, you know. I got, I got a lot of advice. So I actually have a video coming out of my channel probably this weekend. I have a similar one on my channel, but I hated the way I shot it. And so I just I just redid it basically. And it's kind of my like tips for, for people getting into the industry. A couple things. So first off, um, you know, figure out what you want to do. A lot of people, when they get into this, they don't know what they want to do. Do you want to do opinion pieces? Do you want to do interviews? Do you want to do play by play? Do you want to like figure out what it is you want to do? I say try everything, try a little bit of everything, especially writing. That's such a hireable thing in this industry. Like if you can write, then you'll get hired. There's more writing jobs than anything else. So learn how to write news. That's sort of the, the big thing. It would be sort of my first advice. My second advice is figure out people. Once you figured out kind of what you like doing, then figure out the people who are the best at it and sort of model after them or reach out to them. A lot of people in this industry are very accessible, like myself, other people's, I mention it all the time on my podcast, my DMs are always open. I always get people asking me, you know, questions about the industry. So, you know, get feedback, ask people, you know, how am I doing? Can you have a look at this? A lot of people are very generous with their time. So there's that. And then the other thing is something I touched on earlier, which is, you know, if you're starting out, don't just interview UFC fighters. Like I see people make this mistake all the time. There's this mentality that people have where they think I'm going to interview a UFC fighter and the interview is going to go viral and that's how I'm going to get my big break. No, that's not how it's going to work. How it works is you lay the groundwork. Like I was telling you off the top with my, my the way I, I did things. Do the UFC interviews, but do the regional fighters as well. Get that experience, get the reps in. You're not going to, I mean, look, if I'm doing an interview with, you know, a big name fighter and you're doing the same interview, who's who are they going to watch? They'll watch me first because I'm established. Um, you're, you're, that's who you're up against with the regional fighters there. There's always, there could always be used, uh, you know, more coverage, whether it's Canadian fighters, women's MMA, international MMA, there's always fighters that need to, and even to today, I still interview amateur fighters. Like to me, it's exciting to, you know, get to talk to someone for the first time and move up. So that's another thing is don't just focus on the UFC, get sort of everything there. The third thing, and I see this happen a lot, a lot of people on social media, you know, Twitter is a great place to, to get work, to interact with the MMA community. But I see a lot of people just trashing journalists like you're an idiot. What do you think? Yeah. You're, what do you think is going to happen if you do that? It's going to come back and bite you. This is a small industry. I see people yeah. going after Ariel Hawani all the time. Like, what do you hope to accomplish by that? So um, I say, you know, what I just do pretty much is just post my content. I'll post the odd opinion here and there, but social media can be a bit tricky that way. But yeah, just keep things professional. You know, don't wear, you know, ball cap and t-shirt during your interviews. I wear a golf shirt, you know, try and be a little bit professional, make it distinguish who the fighter is in the interview, you know, type thing. So that that's another one. And then, uh, yeah, just the biggest thing is consistency. You know, don't start off and say, I'm going to do 
I, I say you're going to do all these interviews. I see this happen a lot too. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to do, I have all these guests lined up. We'll do the interviews first and then show us what you've done. Don't tell us what you're going to do. I tell people start out doing one piece of content a week. That's a small commitment. That's very achievable. Do that. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's consistent. Don't do you know five interviews a week and then take three months off because that's not how you build up a brand. You have to think of yourself as a brand. So you know, get get the social media profile out there. Use your real name. Don't use some fake name with a fake <laughs> avatar. If you want to be in this industry, if you want to make a living or or get paid in this industry, do those things as well. Those are some key pieces of, of advice I think that would help anyone in this industry. That's very well said, man. All, all all super important information from somebody who's been here and done that, and it's. For me, again, I, you know, I, I we started doing these kind of interviews because of COVID, and it was just more of a kind of a thing, like as a promotion to keep building and kind of talk to fighters who are interested in fighting. But for me, like, I like I did like Ben Askren, and I literally almost shit my pants. Like for me, it was like super nerve wracking, you know, because I'm a big fan of Ben. And then, like, I, I looked at him and I was like, oh, that was really neat. But then anytime I do an amateur fighter, I'm like, that is, for me, it's much more enjoyable because I don't know what to talk about with Ben at all. Like, so yeah. it's like, I'm not, he, he's just doing it as like a, some kids writing him on the, on the thing. It's not an outlay. He's doing it as a favor. But when you, when you're doing it with people who it's like, Oh, I've never done a podcast before. It's like, that's like, Oh, cool. You're getting an outlet and I'm getting to talk to somebody who's learning something. That's what I really enjoy about it. Right. So, so. rewarding, isn't it? Like to get to talk to someone new and, and kind of follow their journey along. Like I can't tell you how many fighters I've talked to that, you know, weren't anything when I first interviewed them, you know, Sean O'Malley, I remember interviewing him before he blew up, you know, that was one, um, you know, Mackenzie Dern, although I guess Dern had a bit of a following from jujitsu. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this whole bunch. That, that I've had the opportunity to talk to and are now like Dominic Reyes. I remember when he was just an RFA, we were doing interviews and now he's, you know, almost beat John Jones, right? So it's cool to see like the progression of fighters throughout their career or even someone like TJ Laramie. There, there's a good example. I interviewed TJ when he was 18 years old. Now he's in the UFC. Like that's for me is cool to see his progression and kind of you know, as, as my career goes, you know? Yeah, that's it. You're a part of it, right? And all these guys definitely have that respect for you. So it's, uh, yeah, I love it, man. And I look up to you too. I think a lot of people do. Like I've had probably five or six messages today from people like, nice, you got James Lynch on the show. I watch him every single day, right? So it's funny, like the, I talk about this a lot on here too, the role that you play and, and, and it goes back to exactly what you said, being professional, leading by example. And, you know, I, I had a little bit of a rant there yesterday on Instagram after we found out that our event uh, won't move forward. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, you got to keep it professional and, and it is what it is. So anyway, right, right quick before we do let you go here, James, uh, some some quick predictions for this weekend. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah. Who, who you got for uh, Kelleher and Simon? I got. I actually have Kelleher for the upset here. I think. Um, I think he's really coming into his own right now. I, I like the fact that this is up a weight class as well. I think that will help Kelleher because he does cut a lot of weight. Um, I, I see him pulling off the upset here, potentially by a decision. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think uh, I'm a big fan of his. I hopefully he does well. All right, Hadolfo. Uh, um, Hadolfo, I, I got him in that fight. Um, but saying that, I think the odds are way off on that one. Hadolfo, I think is like almost a three to four to one favorite in that fight over Anthony Hernandez. Um, I, I, you know, Hernandez, I think hasn't shown his best in the UFC. People forget this guy destroyed Jordan right on contender series. They ended up turning it to a no contest because of marijuana and he beat Brendan Allen on the regional scene as well. Those are two quality wins that I don't think he gets enough credit for. So I think Hernandez potentially could either upset this fight or he, you know, there's definitely some value there in him as the underdog, but I will pick uh, Rodolfo in that fight. Interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, I like that. Um, Marquez Mackey. 
a little biased on this one because I do edit Julian Marcus's podcast every week, but um, I, I do, I do, I do, I do like him in this fight because I think I, you know, Marcus isn't the type of guy to you know get flatlined, you know, and that's what Mackie Pitolo does. Either Mackie wins by knockout or he loses. So I think Marquez, even though he's had the long layoff, I think he's going to look really good here. I like the fact he's gone back to his roots, training at Glory MMA for this fight. I think you'll see a much more polished Julian Marquez in the cage, and I see him winning a decision. Man, I like that answer a lot. All right, Jim Miller, Bobby Green. I like Bobby Green there. I think it's Bobby's fight to lose. Uh, Jim, it's either gets a submission or he loses a decision. Green's the decision king these days, so I'll take him by decision. And you re- do you think either one retires? No. I, I Until they start getting to that point where they're getting finished over and over again, I think they're going to continue to fight. Kelvin, Ian Heinisch. That's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to take Kelvin. I think he bounces back here. I think on paper, he's the better fighter. He's got to just show something. I mean, three straight losses, getting embarrassed by Jack Hermanson in that last fight, getting submitted in the first round. I think you're going to see him uh, look a lot better in this fight, but don't sleep on Heinish either. He could play the role of spoiler. Yeah, very true. I I like his story. Very cool story. Uh, Macy Barber. Alexa Grasso. So this is another tough one. I'm going to pick Grasso, but don't be surprised if Barber pulls off the upset here. I feel like a lot of the people picking Grasso are picking her because they don't like Macy. I mean, Macy, you know, couldn't handle that loss against Roxanne Montefiore worse. You went after like a fan favorite in Roxanne Montefiore. I feel like that's blinding a lot of people. Macy's got power. People forget she knocked out Jillian Robertson in Boston uh, in 2019 in the first round, which a lot of fighters have not been able to do. Uh, if Macy keeps us on the feet, Grasso might be more technical, but I do think that the damage might add up for Grasso as well if Barber can really tee off on her. I also like the Barber Switch camp. She's at Valley Flow Striking with Juliana Pena. Much oh. better camp for her getting to work with some women. So I'll pick Grasso. I think it goes the distance regardless, but um, I, I think Barber could also pull out the upset here. Hmm. I like that. I like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a actually a big, uh, I'm a big fan of both of them. Truthfully. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, and then here is a, this is a hard one to pick, but Gilbert versus Usman. So yeah, it, it is it is tough to pick. I like how Usman went to Elevation Fight Team uh, to you know switch things up. Obviously, couldn't be at the same camp as his former teammate Gilbert Burns. I think Usman wins. Just prove more of a proven track record at welterweight. Very tough to finish. Very good cardio. I mean, we saw that against Colby Covington. Good wrestling as well. I think the wrestling will neutralize a lot of Burns' weapons, whether it's his ground game or his stand up. I mean, we've seen him knock out Damian Maya. We've seen him you know really put it on Tyron Woodley, but. I think that's going to get neutralized against Usman. I think Usman is the better fighter. I think he wins a decision. I don't think he gets a finish in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in Usman fashion, it goes back and forth, but he does end up uh, pulling out the decision here. Yeah, and I'm also a big fan of both, but I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there. I think that's a perfect uh, a perfect call, perfect prediction. There you have it, folks, uh, from our friend Mr. James Lynch. Again, I don't want to hold you up too long, but right. again, thank you for doing this, man, and thanks for the. We had some issues behind the scenes. I told him a long time, and he made time still. So thank you very much, James. We're doing that. Uh, keep doing what you're doing for uh, for Canadian combat sports, man. And uh, yeah, any big shout outs? Where can everybody find you online? Easiest way is is uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at Lynch on Sports. That's L Y N C H. And we got to do this again, man. Anytime you want me on, you give me a holler. I'll come on. We'll we'll make time to do it. We'll definitely do a, a longer time. It was just a weird kind of scheduling thing today, but we'll we'll definitely make it happen, man. I love talking to you, man. And I'm happy to support uh, anything Canadian related as well. Uh, we we got to we got to all stick together here, you know. I couldn't agree more. You know, at the, at the end of the day, I, I said it yesterday in a post, like we're all in this little weird combat sports community around the world together. And it, most people outside the combat sports community think we're weird as hell. So at least we can do is <laughs> let think, them think we're weird. We'll, we'll, we'll have it. our cool club on our own. There right? you so go. There you go. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, you have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks very much. And uh, we'll speak very soon. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you having me on. And uh, thanks to your audience for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And uh, you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy all the right. fight. There you have it, folks. Lynch on sports. James Lynch. Uh, super happy to chat with him, get some predictions, and uh, yeah, kind of figure out uh, everything that's going on there out in Vancouver, apparently doing shows. So 
What the fuck? Anyway, we're going to stay positive in this uh, podcast until, uh, yeah, we move forward. We're working on a couple things behind the scenes. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not taking no for an answer. So, period. So, things are going to change and uh, there's going to be more transparency or I won't be in the game. It's just that simple. So, um, yeah, it's 2021 and there's more ways to do things. Um, yeah, if you don't feel safe, then there's people who do. So anyway, I don't want that to come off, uh, that we don't care about safety by any means and that we don't appreciate. I think some people maybe think we're being a little bit greedy thinking that, but at the end of the day, when your business is shut down for 16 months, for me, it's about fair. Uh, when other sports are moving forward, it says all sports can move forward. When you receive authority from the Nova Scotia Health permission, when you receive everything positive, but then you get an answer of no, it kind of kicks you right in the balls. So anyway, hopefully we'll get some uh, more information and we'll try to move forward uh, in June, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a dark day here for Fight League Atlantic, but we'll, we'll try to stay positive and uh, it's all we can do. All right, folks, be good to one another out there. Kick the shit out of each other when you train. Train very hard. And, uh, yeah, April 9th, we're going to do a jiu-jitsu event, another pay-per-view, Submission Kumite 2, uh, with limited fans, uh, probably 50 seats for sale, and then pay-per-view. So that's our plan, April 9th. That's exactly two weeks away from tomorrow, I think. Uh, so yeah, uh, anybody who's purple belt in jujitsu or even some blue belts, maybe, uh, absolute bracket we're going to pull off. So, uh, probably Nova Scotia athletes only. So if you're interested in, in competing, uh, get in touch with us and we will go from there. All right, folks, a new shirt dropping next week too. Uh, we're dropping a new sheet, a new, a new sheet on the store, a new shirt on the store um next week so yeah you'll see it then all right folks be good to one another we're out of here